Welcome to Radical Audacity in Love and Life. This is Tiffany, and I am here with a really raw episode. You heard that I don't even have an intro on this episode. There's no intro music. I'm just releasing this without an editor. You're probably going to hear some background noise because my neighbor's balcony is being worked on, so it's quite noisy right now. But there are some stuff that is happening in the news right now that I just can't let go. I have got to react. I've got to talk about it. And, you know, there are some that say, oh, keep politics and business apart, stick to your message. But my message is so much about self-love and self-care and and living a radically audacious life where you don't dim your voice. Your voice is heard. Your opinions matter. Your feelings matter. This is not a platform where I say, oh, put on a happy face, put on a smiley face, and nothing else matters. I believe our personal power as women is so much in our emotions and my emotions are running high right now. They really and truly are running high right now. There's two news articles that just came out and I'm, I'm pulling them up. Like I said, this is raw. This is just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. So today, two news articles today, Supreme Court bolsters gun owners right to carry a weapon in public. The high court strikes down gun laws in California, New York, and six other states that restrict permits to carry a concealed weapon. Hello, we just had dozens of children killed in a school shooting. And since that school shooting, there have been other almost daily shootings of people. And we are not going to restrict gun laws. And then in the same day, the same news cycle that pops up on my phone. This is from, let's see, this is CNN. In historic reversal, Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, frees states to outlaw abortion. And the under The second heading says, in a historic reversal, the Supreme Court overturns a woman's right to choose abortion in all state. Right there, a woman's right to choose. So here we are. Here we are. You say you're pro-life. You say you're pro-life. You say you care about life. But, oh, we're not going to do anything about guns, but we will make it so that women do not have choice over their bodies. This is insanity to me. Are we making Margaret Atwood's Handmaid's Tale come true? Is that what is happening right now? Are, are, is women's power so terrifying that we have to take away women's right to choose? I am somebody who passionately believes that women deserve the right to their own health care. If you really were pro-life, Pro-life would mean we have great mental health care in this country so that women, that anybody, men, women, children, can have their mental health taken care of so that we don't have shootings, we don't have people harming each other, so that people can live a healthy, beautiful life. So yes, pro-life to me is health care. Pro-life to me is 
good access to healthcare in general. Here I am, a entrepreneur working, oh my goodness, I now work way more hours than I ever worked as an employee. And I think I'm doing really good things in the world. But do you know what it's like to get health care as a self-employed person? You're really treated terribly. Our system in this country is set up so that people will stay employed with an employer so that they will not go out and make their own dreams come true because our health care is tied to our jobs. That makes no sense to me. That makes no sense to me. So if I'm true pro-life to me is great mental health, great health care, laws that protect the citizens from violence, such as gun violence, our country, the gun violence is out of control. Every country in the world has people with mental health issues, has people with poverty issues, has people with the same issues that we have, and yet nobody has the gun violence we have. It is out of control when children are being killed at school. This is out of control. When people go to a movie theater and they're being killed. When people go to a concert and they're being killed. This is out of control. Pro-life people should be saying guns need to be regulated better. Pro-life should say that any decisions that are made should be made between ourselves, our medical providers, our families, our God. Those are our decisions. Pro-life should not be, I am regulating your body. I personally do not believe I have the right to regulate anybody else's body. You want tattoos? Get tattoos. You want to dye your hair purple? Dye your hair purple. You want to pierce every orifice of your body? Pierce every orifice of your body. You need, you are pregnant and terrified and don't have options, then you should have the right to make that very painful, very painful decision to have an abortion. Nobody is saying that, oh yes, abortions are awesome. Everybody go out and get an abortion. It's a great thing to do. There is not a single person. Pro-choice people are not out there going, rah, 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 abortion, abortion, abortion. Everybody should have one. That is not what pro-choice means. Pro-choice simply means I do not have the right to make a decision for you. I trust you as an intelligent human being to make the decisions that are right for your body, for your family, for your mental health, for your physical health. I will tell you, after my divorce, I'm a single mom of two young kids and you know I'm out dating and yes I'm sexually active I'm exploring I'm learning what I like what I don't like I'm learning about my body and I was utterly terrified of getting pregnant yes yes I use protective measures I had an IUD we used protection all of that good kind of stuff but there is always that fear there there's always that fear oh my goodness what if this protection fails and I get pregnant. We hear those stories all the time. And here I was, you know, in my mid-40s with two young children. And I got to tell you, you guys, my pregnancies with my children were life-threatening for both me and my children. 
My first one was really bad. My second one was even worse. He ended up in the NICU. Watching him suffer like that was horrible. And I was so, so sick. I was in and out of the hospital for most of the pregnancy. You should have seen all of the IVs and drips and things I was on while I was in labor with him. And I was induced because both of us were failing. We were both not doing well. And they were afraid for my life and afraid for his life. And so they induced me early and he ended up in the NICU and it was the most painful thing ever. And so as a divorced single mom, the image in my head that I kept getting of, oh my gosh, if somehow I got pregnant, there is the possibility that I could die and the baby could die and I would leave my two children motherless. And that just wasn't an option for me. And I always knew in the back of my head because of my privilege of living in a state with many options that should I need to make the very, 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 very painful decision to have an abortion, I knew I had that as an option. That doesn't mean that that would be my option, but I knew I had that option and somehow that offered me a little bit of comfort. And I know so many women where that is important, right? Like you guys, I'm most of my listeners are women. You you know, you know the toll having a baby takes on your body, on your livelihood, on, you know, being able to work, the cost of childcare, the cost of feeding children. We know all of this. And so many times the burden is on the women to make this happen. So if you are truly pro-life, then you will make after pregnancy care easy. You will make prenatal care easy. You will make access to child care super, super affordable instead of it being over $1,000 a month to put a baby in child care. You will make it, you will make mothers, you'll make it easy for mothers to take time off of work. It is ridiculous to me that we get six weeks after we have a baby, six weeks. Our bodies aren't even healed. I mean, I'd love to hear from you guys. What was your body like six weeks after giving birth? Because I know mine still felt like I'd been hit by a Mack truck. I was still bleeding. I was still swollen. I was still in pain. And my babies were... They were not doing well themselves. They were difficult. My oldest, I just couldn't get him to to latch, to feed. I was working with a lactation consultant all the time and everything on my body hurt. My little guy at six weeks, you know, he, he spent a good amount of time in the NICU. So at six weeks, there was no way I was going back to work and leaving, leaving this poor baby alone. And so you, our country needs better If we want our moms having babies, then let's take care of our moms. Let's give them paid time off of work. Let's give the dads time off of work to take care of the babies so the entire burden isn't on the mom. And yes, I said burden. I love my babies and I love, oh my gosh, holding a big fat chubby baby in my arms is the best. I love to smell them. I love to nibble on their gorgeous fat little toes. I love babies. But their work... They're so time intensive. They're so labor intensive, especially for mothers breastfeeding. So let's give dads time off. So the in, all the work isn't on the moms. Like there are so many things our country could be doing so much better. Why? Why are we spending our time regulating women's bodies on abortion and then 
in the same breath saying, hmm, everybody can carry a gun anywhere you're at. So somebody in the supermarket can have a gun. And if they get angry at the cashier or their chips they wanted aren't there, they can start shooting the place up. And we all know people that lose it over simple things like that. I was driving in a tough neighborhood yesterday and had a car behind me that I was a little bit lost, okay? There was a ton of construction going on. It was a tough neighborhood. I was a little bit lost. I'm looking at my GPS trying to figure out exactly where I was. This car came up on me, headlights, and I was terrified because it is a part of California where there's gun violence and where There was a little boy shot and killed in his mother's car over a road rage incident. And so here I am thinking, I'm in the same place where that happened, thinking, oh my gosh, is this going to be a road rage incident? Am I about to get shot because this car came up on me and they're flashing their lights and stuff? Like, we shouldn't have to live in that fear. And so can we please use our legislation and our laws and our time and energy to make people feel safe, to make our cities safe? Can we do that? <sighs> Thank you. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is, if it's healing for you to hear somebody else having a moment of rage. <laughs> I, I, I believe that all of our feelings and emotions are important and I believe in honoring them and me going about today doing my normal things. I mean, I had this whole list of content that I was going to create that was, you know, positive and uplifting and and inspiring. And there's just no way I can do that right now because I don't feel that way. I feel enraged. I'm enraged. And I just want you to know if you're enraged as well, you have company and you have right to those feelings. You have rights to those emotions I do believe in the law of attraction. I believe that what we focus on, we create more of. At the same time, I also believe in really honoring where we're at and being curious about these feelings and then saying, what is it that we can do about it? You know, we're not powerless. We have a voice. We, we get to vote. We get to use our money to support causes that we believe in. We get to um, spend our time supporting organizations and people and politicians that um, that that support the the platforms that we feel strongly about. And so I I just want to encourage you if you're feeling rage, frustration, anger, disappointment, heartbreak. I know right now I've talked to a few friends who are feeling absolute heartbreak, like they're in tears. And and it, it does feel like that. It feels like an attack on who we are as women, that somehow we cannot be trusted to make our own healthcare decisions. And it feels violating. It feels upsetting. And so if you feel that way, I just want you to know you're not alone. I'm here for you. If you feel like reaching out and talking about it, I'm here for you. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm a life coach and I'm out here helping people live a more joyful life and all of that. But I do think part of living a joyful life is saying, 
I'm not hiding my feelings and emotions under a basket. I'm not just putting on a smiley face and being the good, nice girl, the kind girl that, that doesn't have an opinion. Radical audacity says, yes, I have an opinion. I have a voice and I deserve to be heard. And dear listener, you deserve to be heard. So if this is something you care about and you need somebody to talk to, I am here. I'm here for you. I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope you make your voice heard loud and clear.